the college football experience, ACC 2024 schedule release breakdown episode on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by cut cut is a peer to peer social betting platform. That's us based and available in 40 different States. Head to cut.com. That's K U T T.com. Use that promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit HOFBets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today, people. And don't forget to enter our Super Bowl 58 props contest. Pick 58. Super Bowl props for a chance to win a thousand dollars. Enter today for free at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash SB58 or in the SGPN app. And remember, as always, folks, to let it ride. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Football experience, Atlantic Coast Conference. I don't know if that fits anymore, but still, ACC Conference 2024 schedule breakdown. Yes, all coast conference is going on. And uh, look, folks, uh, you know, you might have been wondering this episode was supposed to come out last week. I had a emergency, so to speak, uh, (laughs) where that episode did not get done. So here we are now. As uh, and you know what, I feel like these guys were unprepared, so I wanted to give them another, another week to deal with my heat. Uh, Who was too? Yeah, <laughs> Not yeah. Never. Folks, hop on over YouTube.com/slash The College Experience. You can watch this show. As we're going to break down every single team in the ACC. It is now seventeen teams in the ACC. Um, so we're going to break down that. I was going to add in Notre Dame, but Notre Dame hasn't finalized their schedule, so scratch the Irish. They'll have a separate episode. But uh, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. If you're wondering who the hell you're listening to, my name is Colby Swigget, database dad, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah. Now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. I mean, 17 teams. 17 teams with a fringe 18th team. It's happening. We're going to talk all about it. We also have some news. It's been two weeks since we've talked, so we're going to have to talk on this news. What can happen? Yes. Uh, I am joined by my co-host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, let's get it going. I mean, no one wants to be a coach, a college coach these days. You got coaches quitting left and right. We're going to talk a little bit about that. 
people retired say, no, no, I don't want to handle this shit. We got a court ruling with fucking Dotmouth. We got the NCAA coming for Florida and Tennessee. We got the SEC and the Big Ten saying we're going to be our own little thing. We have a committee. Power two. Uh, We'll talk all about it, folks. But before we do that, I want to tell you, well, tell you about our guy batting third here. Uh, Give it up for the DFS God himself. The rooftop by PA drinking home brew, making tobacco road, living the free lock, giving farmer, former Hernan basketball league, MVP, give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's up guys. What did Bosworth say? The national communist association. I think that was the athletic association for the NCAA. Sounds about right. It sounds like something would come out of Bosworth's mouth. Yes. And that was back when we really didn't like commies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Things have changed. They're back in. They're back in now. Um, so I don't even know where to begin. We have some substantial news. Let's start with this. Let's start with this. And then I'll lead into the uh, fucking Dartmouth. Dartmouth basketball. Uh, they uh they basically challenged the courts uh and the the courts favored in basically the fact that they are employees for the university and that's a new ruling basically saying that they can join uh you know they can join a union and and you're an employee of the university that might be i mean it's too early to tell but that might be the nail in the coffin for all of this stuff here um Leave it up to some Ivy League school. <laughs> I thought to someone brought up a good question. Someone, uh, <laughs> someone, uh, one of the Lehigh podcasts I listened to um, was saying, "Wait a second. So you're telling me if some if the musicians in a music class and practicing forever, right? Because that's basically what they're saying. There's only so many practice hours they can do now, right? They're an employee of the of the of the those you know, laws come in effect now with this rule. They also bring money into the organization. Yes. But like, my point is, is that, so if you're playing the fucking flute and I, this is what I, someone was saying, and I thought it was an interesting point. If you're playing the flute and you're practicing all day at that, you know, that's okay. Even though you're part of the, uh, the band or the whatever, you know, like, but if you, if you're playing basketball for money in, are you not players not bringing money into the university? Well, if, if they're playing at the at the games, I think you could argue that. Yeah, I mean, you could definitely argue that that they are a contributing member to the uh, to the whole scene there. You know, to to the experience, to the entertainment experience. What, so, are they getting paid? No, they're not. That's another question. That's but, what I'm saying. You know, so, like, like that, that where, yeah, where's that fine like, line there then? Well, the players aren't supposedly getting paid for by the university. They're getting paid by the NIL collectives. So now that they become employees, you know, uh, uh, Colby, what you're saying is now some labor laws. <laughs> it's something yes. I haven't thought about at all. Yes, I haven't thought. No, this is I the, mean, like the article. The article was saying present. like you can't do more than you can't do more than. Uh, yeah, like the the article I was saying was. I mean, now obviously it's so early on. We'll see. You know, if if what, what happens legally. But uh, yeah, they, they would, they would be entitled to money with, I guess their TV contract or something, you know what I mean? Like, um, 
I don't at know. least minimum wage. Yeah. Like then yeah. the university could pay as much as they wanted to, which is going to favor the big schools again. Now, some people think that'll be the end of a lot of uh, programs in your athletic department. Maybe not football just or basketball. Because of the Title IX implications? No, just the fact that you'd have to pay them. If you have to cut your 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 slice of the pie with the fucking rowing team, maybe they're saying rowing's not important. They don't bring in any revenue. I don't know, but it's an interesting case to follow. I mean, do you guys have any thoughts besides that, Nick? Uh, it's I think it's way too early to tell. Like I wasn't you know ready to talk on this either. Like I, I would think that if you have to pay all athletes minimum wage, I mean minimum wage for a rowing team of like twelve guys probably isn't that much, but a lot of these athletic departments are strapped as it is. It's not like they have excess money to pay these sports that don't bring anything in. So uh, yeah, I don't like it, you know, but here we have one more thing where we're going to kind of a semi pro or, or a flat out pro model. So uh, yeah, collegiate sports as we knew it is a thing of the past. And Noah here working behind the scenes, youtube.com slash the college experience, pulling up Dartmouth's fucking Dartmouth basketball record five and 14. These little bitches want money. Right? Yeah, What's going seriously. on here? How about you play better? All right. <laughs> you know, the, the weird thing is, is that it hasn't the Ivy league been at, at least as far as football is concerned, like the, the biggest proponent of amateurism out there, they, they, they refrain from paying any scholarships yeah. uh, in order to like, you know, maintain the, the ideals of, uh, of a- amateurism. And then they would, get, they would get, they would get around that some too, though. They, they're not going to pay any athletic scholarships, but then they just, you know, find a, some basketball players that are really good and they kind of sneak in an, an, an academic scholarship to get them on board. The yeah. good ones, at least, you know, the, yeah. the good basketball ones. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, either way. I mean, I think it's a, uh, it's a dangerous spot for, uh, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not opposed to it. I'm just, I don't know the ramifications. And to me, that's the scary part is like, does this mean like a lot of schools, uh, you know, are going to say, Hey, what am I doing? We're, we're paying you know, how big. How many players are on a fucking roster in football? Yeah, <laughs> eighty. So eighty-five. Yeah, yeah, I mean FCS is a little less, but I mean, not that. Well, yeah, much. like Patty yeah. C. We're talking about like overtime and stuff, especially with some of the the now travel schedules. I mean, basically, you're paying somebody that whole time. So you got Cal going back and forth from coast to coast. That's going to get interesting. Yes, it's yeah. all crazy. It's all I mean, fucking what, it crazy. Like the, I'm reading it right now. A, a regional director of the National Labor Relations Board issued a watershed ruling. So, I mean, that sounds like, uh, yeah, that's going to impact every college in, in America. <laughs> yeah, so. I wonder if that goes state by state or if that's a national thing. I don't know how that. I'm just a fucking idiot over here consuming alcohol, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we're just trying to pick yeah. winners. Talk yeah. about schedules. I thought it was substantial, we're not, we're not though. Lawyers. Yeah, yeah. We don't know like, what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, That's basically what's going. Yeah. on. Yeah. So wait, wait. What? what what's going on? Well, well I don't get. I get a Um. Anyway, uh, other news. The NCAA does. They're coming for Tennessee and Florida for NIL-related stuff. Tennessee's <laughs> doubling down. Saying fuck you, they even got the Virginia governor to send a letter to the NCA saying, "Bring it on." How's Virginia into this? Should. UVA hasn't bought a player since uh, <laughs> uh, since Ahmad Brooks. You know what I mean? What's going on here? Um, uh, either way, I mean, I don't isn't even, it hilarious that they're coming after him now? Like Tennessee was yeah. play, was paying players illegally, and they never went after him. 
Yeah, no. But now they're Tennessee self-admitted over 200 violations. They didn't even they didn't even come down on them. Yeah. And now they're coming at it for for it's just so stupid. And almost it seems like the NCAA is trying to like you know say hey we still we still matter we're still important we need to make a splash and go out for somebody. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the the what what'd you think about the uh, the the they're calling it the big two. I know NC Nick texted us saying the I've big been telling two. you guys this for a while. I've been telling you guys uh, it's a power two. It's a P two. I mean this is this is scary too because this is my first thought. Is if this happens, you know, with uh, you know, essentially Greg Sankey and who's the new Big Ten commissioner, Tony Petiti, I think it is. Um, they are, you know, forming a partnership, right? I forget. I think that's what they they said it was. Um, but uh, the scary thought to me is, you know, what Sankey wants, right? He wants that ninety-six team NCAA tournament. Oh, jeez. I think he's going to get it personally, man. Like you know, let, let me let me call you out here, Colby, yeah. because I feel like you have been a proponent of gigantic tournaments, uh, regardless, you know, and and I think you've even said the NCAA tournament could stand to expand. I I could be wrong there, but no, I um, mean, I, I I'm happy with 68, but I'll say this: I definitely don't think because what Sankey wants is he wants every SEC team in. They're yeah. not going to help out, you know, a, a Drake school that went 26 and four and lost in the, right. the Missouri Valley championship. They're going to help out, you know, Florida that was 16 and 16 and, yeah. and trying to make the NCAA tournament. And to me, that's the scary part is like that Any, hurts the regular see, season. Yeah. Yeah. Anytime you see Sankey doing anything, you got to be worried, you know, and he's meddling around like this. You can't assume good intentions or no, it's all just for more money for the sec. That's yeah. If they added four more based off of like, and it wasn't that it's a clear conflict of interest, right? I mean, if you added four more of the NCAA was saying, Hey, let's add four more slots. We felt like, you know, the teams that are 20, 25 wins, 26 wins that don't make the NCAA tournament should. I wouldn't be that opposed, but jumping from 68 last time they went from 64 to 68 to 96 is insane to me. Yeah. It's crazy. Imagine trying to fill out, fill out that bracket. It, it'd be, it'd be ridiculous, you know, and so look, need five every, days every to fill it major out, yeah. sport in America is expanding their playoffs as major sports is big business and playoff games is more money. So you see more NFL teams in it, you know, more baseball teams, same thing. So unfortunately we've had a good run with 64 for a while. Then they went up to 68, had the first four, like, all right. Okay. Like nobody was screaming for that though. Yeah. Nobody was like, we need a first four in Dayton every year, but you I know? actually think they've kind of proved the point, their point correctly. Cause a lot of first four teams have gone to like the sweet 16 and the final four. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're talking about a, a couple bubble teams, like, yeah, I mean, you know, they're good. They're good teams. And, and, and a team that just barely misses out, they're a good team too. They could go a distance, Yeah. but especially in basketball in a one game scenario, basketball is not like football too. I think, uh, you know, all you need is, you know, a bunch of guys that can get hop from beyond the arc and, and boom, you can come up with the big upset. Yeah. So what do you, what do you think about this? And they still haven't decided on this. They thought they would have this thing figured out of uh uh, you know, there's a two year contract with potentially, uh, you know, for the 12 team playoff, if nothing is done with the PAC 12s collapse two 
mid major spots would be in the, in the playoffs, at least until 2025 after that season. So 24 and 25, they thought they had this figured out, but uh, recent, you know, recent meetings have uh, basically not gone the way they thought they would. Maybe that is, maybe this is a thing to flex that. I don't know, but uh, what do you, what do you think it makes it means for football with AC with the ACC and uh, you know, the big 12 with 17 and 18 teams not being invited. Well, not, they haven't not been invited, but uh, they're definitely not leading the way here. Uh, you say, what is this? What is this uh, alliance, so to speak? Uh, you know, which is <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the last hilarious Big Ten <laughs> entered in meant nothing. The <laughs> alliance with the ACC and yeah. the Pac-12. That was the opportunity so, to yeah. screw the Pac-12. That was that alliance. But, but no, I mean the fact that the SEC and the Big Ten should be like bitter rivals right now. They should not be working together. The only thing they're working together on is for those two conferences to run everything and to make the most money possible and to shut out as many other teams as possible. I saw this coming a while ago. I've been telling you guys about the P2 for at least months now. So uh, I think it's bad for the sport. Yeah, I do too. And then there was other news that came out uh, yesterday that uh, ESPN Fox and Warner brothers, um, like uh, essentially like TNT and stuff uh, are working to create a super platform for all of their content, essentially. Right. They're, they're worried. They're going to lose live sports. This is hilarious though, because th- this is cable. I, I I don't know if you saw my tweet saying, let's call it cable. Right. Yeah. But the only problem is, is you won't have NBC and CBS, right? So you're still going to be paying a gigantic pr- premium for that package. And then you're still, if you're going to want to see NBC games slash USA or, or uh, CBS or CBS sports, you're going to need to have that package. I don't know where this is going. I just, and I, I, one thing I, I thought of when I, when I thought of this though, is that the PAC 12 turned down that Apple deal. The last thing that right before the collapse, maybe it would have been smart to do that. You know, if you sign on. that Apple deal and this thing happens where Apple's involved, you make you, it makes you wonder, makes you wonder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, Shout out here. Yeah. Austin carb. Look, youtube.com slash the college experience. This is, I just thought this was hilarious. Uh, so breaking news. Uh, this is Austin carps tweet. Warner ESPN, Warner brothers, discovery and Fox will be creating a joint venture with the side set to launch a new pay, st- uh, pay for streaming service in the U S that will launch in the fall NFL world cup, NBA, all other major properties will be on the service. Fucking hilarious, but no CBS, no NBC. I still think that's flawed. Cable was better because you had all of that. Yeah. Again, what do all these new changes have in common? The one thing that they have in common is that it's bad for the fan. Yeah. And and they're really taking their fans for granted. They're making the the fans more difficult. They're making it more difficult for fans to travel to all the games because conferences are so large now. They're making it more difficult for fans to watch it on TV, even if even when when you put a game on fucking Peacock. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's, that's it's just, they're really taking their fans I think we lost NC Nick there for a second. Um, NC Nick, are you with us? He's probably making He's great fine. points right now. He's probably uh, making no. great fucking well, points. Oh, there he is. He's back. Know, They're taking their fans off. for granted. Was the last thing you yes. said. Yeah, and that's that. In the long run, that's a poor business model because, well, yeah, when things are 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 good and when and you're fat and happy, you can do that. But it's it's long run, it's not a good business model. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It it, it it's got me. 
FCS. I'm not man. worried about the networks. They're gonna figure it out. They're gonna make their fucking money. They're gonna they're gonna make themselves happy. They are gonna screw the fans over. I mean, if the coaching situation is any indicator of, you know, that's the that could be the first step in the downfall of college football if that's ultimately what we're getting at here. You know, uh, the great innovative minds, Chip Kelly being one that you know we let, let, let's know. talk exactly about that. So Jeff Halfley, okay. Halfley, yeah. head coach of Boston College, says, you know what? I I quit. He says, and then he's gone. He takes the defensive coordinator position with the Green Bay Packers, and he's gone saying he goes, it's too much. He says, it's too much. I got to sit yep. there and talk to my NIL collectives. I'm like the general manager for the team. I'm the coach. I got to keep my 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 roster together. It's too much. He said, I just want to coach football, and that was his comment saying, I'm going to the NFL. I just want to coach football. Just quits right on his team at a terrible time to do that, considering like the hiring season. Um, and then you're now getting reports. Chip Kelly has, uh, uh, you know, now he's on the hot seat. Chip Kelly's a little different. I guess Halfley was on the hot seat too, but Halfley was, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was a little warm too. Chip Kelly is basically saying, uh, you know, he's interviewed with he's interviewing with the Seattle Seahawks for the OC position. I think he was he wanted to to potentially maybe get a sit down with with the Redskins or or a few you know a few other NFL ones. And, and my first thought was Boston College, with knowing Chip Kelly. What was he at New Hampshire? Was it? Was he at, was yeah, that New, New Hampshire? The Boston College should pick up the phone. Ryan and, Day was up there, and I think uh, Kelly yeah. was uh, associated. Be, that, that'd be interesting, Chip Kelly at, at at BC. Yeah. So so the rumblings are Bill O'Brien. My, well, the only thing I care about, O'Brien Kelly, they're both Irish dudes <laughs> coaching Boston College. That's all I care about. I'm saying is that can happen or not. Is Bill O'Brien that, that still no? It's still. It's still uh, Bruce Feldman posted like four hours ago that there are two candidates and he's one of them. Okay. I can read you the fuck. I think chip Kelly might've been one of the people they interviewed, but um, the others uh, that I saw, according to uh, uh, the website that I was looking at here. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm on the wrong. Um, I heard they interviewed Jeff Munkin heard. They interviewed Jeff Munkin. Bill O'Brien was their top target, but I also heard they interviewed Paul Christ. Troy Calhoun, uh, Jeff Munkin, Al Washington, defensive line coach for Notre Dame. Uh, and it makes you wonder maybe if no Chip Kelly was not one of them, but I, to me, that's the no brainer if he wants out, but maybe he doesn't want to be There's in the college game at all guys in there. Are they, are they really thinking triple option with Munkin? They uh, should uh, at Boston college. Uh, you're never going to force coach. They should, they should. Let's be honest. That would I mean, be interesting. If B, if BC went triple option, that'd be pretty cool. That would be great. That'd be amazing. But Bill O'Brien to me is the one that I think is so Boston College as far as I think it'll be they'll be back in the same process in four years. Yeah, I don't think he's a very good coach. <laughs> but it's the same as like Tom O'Brien. Tom, what, remember they had Tom O'Brien. Yeah. yeah. Whether, whether it's Dan Henning, whether it's Tom O'Brien, it's such a boring <laughs> fucking hire. Um, <laughs> These old bland white guys. Yeah, yeah. It's like you couldn't do like. Think outside the box, Boston College. You might not have a fucking conference in in a couple of years here. Um, you you have to look. College has survived as a seven and five team <laughs> for fifty fucking years. They're gonna survive. That is their identity, and Bill O'Brien will deliver them that. Here it is. I think in order to become head coach at Boston College, you have to look like you could be a priest. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's. I think that's their hit. That's their hidden rule. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely, and then uh, also. San Jose State did hire Ken Niamato Lolo. Did we didn't have a chance to really break down that one, but those are so I mean, what do you think about these college coaches just saying, you know what, fuck it? Because before it seemed like 
in college basketball and college football, it was almost like, no, you had your own, th- this, it was almost like La-, La Cosa Nostra here. You, we had this thing of ours, you know what I mean? We had this thing of ours where you can become a legend, be a lifer in college. And now it's like, no, fuck this. I'm out. Let me go to the NFL. Let me go to the NBA. Let me retire or, or whatever. Let me, or let me retire. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, I think UCLA, I think Chip Kelly's got UCLA going. I, I, I'm pretty shocked at that. I, I guess, you know, he feels disrespected because I, I would too, because I think he's done a good job. But uh, what do you make of it, Nick? What do you think this all is? We shouldn't be shocked because we talked about it with college basketball. We talked about it with a lot of the old guard retiring and even some of the younger people like uh, Jay Wright. Um, so we shouldn't be surprised because the job is different now. The job is a lot tougher. So, uh, sure, I, I'm not surprised that some of these coaches are leaving. Yeah. And, and chip Kelly to Boston college. Would that be, would that be the biggest, the best thing they could do hiring wise? Better than better than bill O'Brien. <laughs> well, chip, yeah. chip Kelly, uh, I feel like he's coached up to his recruiting ranking. Essentially Oregon was, I believe pretty elite while he was, uh, he was there even you know, early who, who on. Who did he take over for? Mike Bellotti. He took over for Mike Bellotti. Yeah. Maybe he outperformed, but I think probably that scheme was pretty cutting edge there at the time. So maybe he 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 coached a little above his talent level there. But then the recruiting hit like a top ten level for him, and he was a top ten coach. Still, you know, getting to the national championship maybe slightly above his level or the talent level at UCLA, probably maybe slightly, slightly above the talent level where they're like eight and eight and four most years. But I think they have him. a horrible NIL collective. Like I think they're one of the worst. UCLA. Yeah. Um, and maybe that has something to do and with a it. lot of coaches. Don't a lot of the coaches don't coach up to their talent. I mean, just look at some of the big programs in the sec who haven't done much lately. I mean, a and M you know, screams as not coaching up to their talent. Yeah. All um, hasn't lately. Yeah. yeah. There's also uh, rumblings yeah, I mean, that he's probably there's also rumblings that if Bill O'Brien takes the Boston College job, then Chip Kelly will be Ohio State's next offensive coordinator. <laughs> and they just the old switcheroo. Either way, yeah, I it's kind of crazy. That's interesting. What do you make of Neymar? Did Brian Day work it? with? The, yes, uh, Chip, Chip Kelly. Kelly uh, yeah, they yeah. Did. Okay, so th- there is familiarity there. What do you make of uh, Neymar Talolo landing at San Jose State, Nick? No, he's not going to run the option though, right? I don't believe so because he hired an air raid guy. So that's from Hawaii. Weird. Yeah. It's it's weird that a triple option coach is not going to coach the triple option. Especially when he had such great success with it. He had a lot of great success with that. Even even, I mean, so what is what's his role then gonna be? Like what's his what's his focus? He's gonna be Mr. CEO type? I mean, because he's never been a head coach at a non-military academy either. So I, it's a strange move. If he's not going to run the trip, he was off. the offensive coordinator though, for Paul Johnson. at what at Georgia Southern, I think it was um, triple option. Yeah, no, but, but it's comes. That's what I'm saying It's like, it's pretty shocking because he's never not ran. Yeah. The option. So if, it, so if his fingerprints aren't going to be on the offense and they're not going to be on the defense because he was an offensive coach, What's he bringing to the table, really? Yeah, yeah. I is, mean, is he a great in-game coach? Is he a great? He was recruiter? with Chip Kelly no, last year at UCLA. Maybe he learned something there. A, well, a year? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think it's a better hire than some of the other possibilities that they were talking about at the time. But yeah, I guess we'll see. I'm um, not saying it's a bad hire. I'm saying it's a strange hire and it's got red flags. 
Yeah. Should run the option. They're stupid. Uh, folks, to, uh, Nate Cerna and Richard Gersberger in the, in the chat. What's up guys. Yes. Shout out to Dick Gersberger. Um, look, before we uh, break down, we're going to go team by team, breaking down every single team in the ACC, the new ACC. Uh, but before we do that, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Looking for a super offer for Super Bowl 58. Well, DraftKings Sportsbook has got you covered. New customers can bet on the big game and turn five bucks into 200 instantly in bonus bets. Uh, so what are you doing? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code SGP. New customers once again can bet five bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 58 with the promo code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call one hundred gambler. Or visit uh, West or in West Virginia. Visit www.100gambler.net. In New York, call eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven eight nine seventy seven seventy seven or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill uh, Casino and Resort in Kansas, twenty one age plus varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred sixty eight hours after issuance. cdkngcom slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms are responsible gaming resources. We're also brought to you by underdog fantasy. Look, underdog fantasy is a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. They got NFL. They got NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football. They got you covered. Simply pick higher, lower in your favorite players, fantasy stats and cash in. You can win a hundred times the amount of money you enter with some of their spicy, spicy plays. So what are you doing folks? Watch along, make picks, make some extra cash on underdogfantasy.com or their mobile website, or I'm sorry, their mobile app. Uh, so when you sign up, sign up with the promo code TCESGPN. Underdog will uh, double your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's Underdog Fantasy promo code TCESGPN. All right, enough of this. Guessing how college football will look in five years. We all we we fucked the whole thing up, but we're gonna be here for you <laughs> to talk about that. Um, I mean, I feel like every dude. If, if you just were like to talk to someone who died 20 years ago or 10 years ago and tell him this is college football. Now I think, I think they would be going like this. The fuck is that? Um, anyway, let's get to it. Uh, I have graphics, youtube.com slash the college experience. I have some sweet graphics. So we're starting off. Hey, can we talk about it as a whole real quick? Yeah, sure. Sure. So before I know we're, this is going to be a long pod, but we mentioned that, you know, the sec, there was a lot of exciting new matchups and in general, we don't like expansion, but it does offer some, some new matchups, some interesting games. So the sec, I think it was chock full of some, some yeah, new interesting the big games. 10, not as much, a little disappointing, <laughs> especially if you do it now without Harbaugh, without the power, yeah. it may be even less. Well, let me tell you the ACC's additions. They're not, they're, <laughs> not, they're, not, they're not very exciting. I hate to say it, but I think the I SMU know. one is, is really exciting. I think SMU much more so than, than Colin Stanford with Colin yeah. Stanford. You kind of know what you're getting with, yeah. with, with SMU. You have a true wild card. Yeah. You got a rich ass university that wants to succeed. And now that they're in, I guess, what are we going to call it? We're going to call it P four couple up tier couple two. They're like on them. tier two. All right. I said, this is the M two. This is the mid two. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to uh, push back on you guys a little bit about no. Colin Stanford. You know, I agree with you on SMU. I think they're going, they have a huge potential. And if they keep investing and have the clout and access of a power five conference and access to Dallas, they very well could, you know, blow up and, and become a what 10, 11 win power five team, find their way in the playoffs. Uh, 
Cal and Stanford, Colby's noted a million times. ACC goes out west and they takes suck. L's. They, they right. suck historically. So we should, yeah, we should figure on a four and one, you know, home schedule. Anytime they're playing, I, you know, five home games. I don't know about Stanford right now because I think I like to hire, but it's got a. I need to see more with Troy Taylor. He was great at Sac State. Stanford is still high, uh, super talented, like more talented. Cal's than like, the one that I think could really be interesting because before they were in the PAC 12 North, I know that that PAC 12 got rid of divisions about a year ago, but I still feel like they were playing a much harder schedule. So when I was like going through, I'm like, well, fuck not, you know, is Cal going to benefit from all the, like I could see seven, eight, nine wins, you know, you know, I don't know necessarily about this year, but I'm saying moving forward with them, let's pop the brakes on that a little bit. Look, the, the PAC 12 has been really good the last two years. Other than that, I'd say the ACC but was, it was, was just as good no, as the no, Pac-12. No, no, the no, ACC no. has sucked for a long no, fucking. The Pac-12 has no, been Nick, that great Nick, either. Nick, it was the Pac-12 South though that sucked. The North was tough, man. The North was always tough. All right, the North was always like the the it, it was like the SEC West it was tougher, tougher than the South for sure. And, and Cal was stuck in that. Stanford was good for a very long time. Oregon, we know, was really good for a long time. Leach was rolling at Washington State. Washington has been decent. Remember, Peterson took him to the playoffs. What, what, eight eight years like ago or so? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the North was always good. Oregon State was weak for a little bit there with Gary Anderson, but uh, the South yeah. is is where the dead weight was. True. So, true. But I, let's let's not pretend that the Pac-12 was last year's Pac-12 for the last decade. I just think Cal it benefits look looking at when I was going through this exercise, I think Cal's schedules are easier in in the ACC. That's fair, especially if you compare it to last year or last two years. And and I just think that like when you if you're getting Syracuse, Boston College and Virginia, no. I don't know. You could say maybe Colorado, but even with those Mag, Mike McIntyre years, I feel like I feel like Colorado was better than better than, you know, UVA or something. You know what I mean? Well, I guess Cal gets one of Cal gets one of those three. Yeah, but I'm just so saying in general, or, year in year out, three or three of the. Th- well, that's the other thing too. Is like when we're looking at these schedules, I try to look at like, all right, what's the top tier? What's the very bottom tier? Because you want as few games as possible as the top tier, as many of the bottom tier. The top tier, I'm I'm guessing that we're going to call it Clemson, Florida State, Louisville, and NC State. Yeah, UNC, uh, Virginia Tech. I think UNC on. and NC State probably get in there. Hokies now. Yeah. Yeah. Hokies haven't been good then, in a long time. Yeah. They're coming, but they're not there yet. And then what's the bottom tier? Like if you're looking at last year's conference records, I mean Wake Forest was the worst in one and seven, but Wake Forest has been pretty darn good last I trust decade. Wake Forest more than I do Sy- Syracuse just made a mystery hire. You know what I mean? UVA, Syracuse. And Boston College uh, doesn't have a coach now, and it's late it, in the cycle. Yeah. They're in that mystery. Yeah. But where where do the newbies belong also? Are they in the bottom tier, um, uh, well, I do think that's the big question. Is it, well, how are they going to stack up? Because they yeah. they seem like your typical ACC team, but maybe if they're just a hair better. And the ACC, especially the Coastal, has had parity across the board. Obviously, uh, uh, seven champions in seven years. If they're a little bit better than those teams, and we just don't know it yet because they haven't been playing them, uh, and they have the home field advantage, and they they they, they take advantage of that. Then maybe they're like eight, nine, ten win teams, and then recruiting starts picking up for Stanford and Cal. And now you, you always say like yeah, the ACC's record on the West Coast. Now what is Cal and Stanford's record coming to the East? Coast? Going back East, that's a good. Well, good I know, point. I, I I don't know. I know Cal Cal won in Chapel Hill recently under under Wilcox, but that's 
and and, yeah. and at Ole Miss. They won at Ole Miss too, under Wilcox. Um, I think Cal and Stanford are going to get better in the ACC. Well, you know what? That's why it'll be at least a little interesting because we we, we do want to see how they'll do in the in the new conference. I do believe Troy Taylor's a good hire. He just I landed. Agree. He just yeah. landed a big recruit the other day. Huge, yeah. huge recruit. Um, I think he's a good football coach. I don't know if this year we'll see it, but I think he he could be a guy to to really right the ship there in Palo Alto. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's jump into it. Boston College, coachless right now. Well, once again, youtube.com slash the college experience. You can see my sweet ass graphics. I take a lot of pride in these graphics. It's okay, Pat. You can, you can thank me later. Um, uh, and uh, the schedule is week one. So for first off, let's talk about the non-con. The non-con is Duquesne, which is week two at Missouri home to Michigan state and home to Western Kentucky. I, I gotta be honest. I think you're you're looking at one and three there because of the hire is going to be so late in the year, right? Well, it's a tough out of conference schedule, and if you look at the difference between the ACC and the SEC, yes, they both have eight game conference schedules, but most ACC schools, I think at least the majority, play two P fives, which were we used to call it P fives, two power conference opponents out of conference, where SEC teams in general only play one. But uh, I think it's a tough ass out of conference schedule. I mean, Missouri was knocking on the door for the playoffs yes, last year. Yes, and 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 you know they're projected to be in the playoffs. I think moving forward to this year, uh, and Western Kentucky is your easiest FBS one. I mean, they've been a ten a double digit win team for the last five years. Not last year, but close. I think they probably yeah, still won like yeah. what, eight or so last year. They so. still go bowling every year. And yes. and to me, what your coach and by the way, if you're looking on the, the bottom left hand corner, I have it as the ninth hardest schedule out of seventeen teams in the ACC. Um, I had it at ninth also actually. Wow, we're exactly a lot of steps so far. Yeah. 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 So uh, here's what they draw week one. They're at Florida state after Florida state comes back from Ireland. That is on labor day. That is the labor day game. They give us this year. <laughs> That's going to be a slaughter. I think, right? I mean, even though Florida state lost, a are bunch. they trying to get ratings? I don't understand <laughs> if TV execs are in charge. Why would you put that as your labor day game? Yeah. Give us Miami, Florida state. Yeah. Uh, my, like Miami, that. Florida is week one. Put that on Florida Monday. State. Florida State does the Sunday or Monday pretty much every year these these days, right? No, uh, like who was last year? Like, uh, LSU, right? Or oh, last year. that's right. No. You're right. Oh, and uh, Duke Clemson was Monday. Yeah, LSU Florida State was Sunday the past two and years. I feel like I it think. was yeah the past two years, and then before that, I don't know. I just feel like they've done well, that. They a lot. Go, they're going to give us a coachless Boston Boston College team. I mean, they they didn't know that when they're making the schedule, but still. still. No one's. If you're trying to get ratings, to me, if TV execs are in charge, fail. All right, what, fail B- on this. BC's not moving that needle. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not until they got. Not not until they go triple option. Um, <laughs> all right. So week one at Florida State. Week two home to Duquesne. Week three at Mizzou. Week four home to Michigan State. Week five home to Western Kentucky. Week six at Virginia. Then they get a bye. Then they're heading to Blacksburg on a Thursday night. Then they're home to Louisville. Then they get another bye week. Then they're home to Syracuse. Then at SMU. Then home to North Carolina. Then home to Pitt. Now, I guess you're somewhat happy. There's no Clemson on the schedule. There's no NC State on the schedule. But there is a lot of those tier one, tier two teams. In fact, in fact, if you, if you, what I did is I did the top 40 teams in the nation, 
right? How many top 40 teams are they essentially playing? And I know that can be, it's, it's subjective, but to me, I had them only playing, only playing five, only playing five top 40 teams. Uh, So, I mean, I thought it was a little lenient. When you say only playing five top 40 teams, that seems to be almost uh, that seems to be about standard, you know, about, about average. You have, well, that's why they, they, yeah, like two to seven uh, in terms of the number of top 40 teams being played by the various ACC teams. So no less than two, no more than seven. They're getting five. So that, that actually seems like maybe on the higher side of things. Yes. And if you look at the road games too, at, I think that's the hardest thing here is at Florida state at Missouri, at Virginia, at Virginia tech, if Virginia tech's really going to get getting better, that becomes a daunting game. It's a, we know it's a great environment. And then at SMU. So three of those five, I have in the top 40, Florida state, Mizzou and SMU. That's not where you want to play, play them. In my opinion, you'd rather have them at home, but I still thought all, all with what with all said and done, you don't play Clemson. You don't play NC state. I think there's that's, that's good. And they also don't, they don't have a trip to the West coast. Yeah. I mean, those are some positives, but in general, you know, especially for a team that, well, they went seven and six last year, but a lot of that was, they had an easy ass schedule last year. And this remember schedule, the, the transfer portal just opened back up. When a coach leaves, you have 30 days. The whole team can leave now, right? This schedule is a lot tougher than last year. And especially now that you're coachless and potentially a lot of players probably going to leave out. If they lose Castellanos, the quarterback who, who, who looked pretty damn good at certain points, at least if they lose him, it's going to be rough. Yeah. So, I mean, we both had it ranked ninth. I don't know what else to say besides the fact. Uh, Let me say this yeah. of the uh, top 40 teams, three of them, the five top 40 teams that they're going to face. Three of them are on the road. That's uh, at Florida state at Missouri and S at SMU. Those would probably be losses anyway. Um, so it's good to get those on the road and just, you know, you're taking three losses, but then the other nine they games beat on Mizzou sp- in Chestnut Hill just a couple of years ago with Drinkwitz there, but I do they think S- yeah. they beat SMU, SMU in the bowl game last last time they played a football game. So yeah, maybe maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I'd argue <laughs> that I think Virginia Tech could be top forty this year. They could. I, they're a hard team to get a gauge on. They're a hard yeah. team to get a gauge on. I just feel like the fifty fifty teams, Pitt, uh, Louisville. I mean, I guess Louisville. Uh, I don't know if they're going to take a step back. With uh, Plummer, no. Plummer's gone, right? They got they got better. Tyler Shuck coming in, buddy. Yeah, okay. Let, let's not pretend Plummer was a great quarterback last year. If anything, he, 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 he's a walking he turnover, a walking yeah, fucking turnover Syracuse. Um, uh, and then Western Kentucky. I mean, I just feel like there are some winnable games on that schedule. I, I think we're going to see Boston college be Boston college. They'll, they'll squeak out seven wins and what? that'll be that. No, they ain't getting seven here. No, this way is a hell. much harder schedule than a year ago. I actually would argue yes. you might see them have two wins. Especially with the coaching change and what the, the probably the pending roster turnover, yeah, this team's going to struggle this year. Okay, maybe, maybe maybe seven's a lot, but I still think two wins is a pretty doom and gloom. I think Boston College has proven itself to be a remarkably consistent. Didn't they program. win two wins two two game two years ago? Was it? I think they were okay. a two win team two years ago. Um, I'm th- talking out of my ass here, Colby. Give me a fucking break. Let's go. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the California Golden Bears. All right, let's talk about what Patty C and me were talking about. Colby, it was three two years three, ago. I'm sorry, sorry. So maybe three next year, but but Halfley's gone. All right. Um, oh no, the California Golden Bears. Uh, 
this schedule I had is the eighth hardest in the ACC. And wow. And wow. So we're, we're locked up here. And really to me, it had to do with what I thought was the non-con here. So UC Davis is a, is a respectable FCS. They didn't make the FCS playoffs last year, but they're, they're a decent FCS. It is, but he retired, but they went with Tim plow, their former OC. I don't, I don't think there'll be a big drop off. Right. Um, at Auburn is obviously at Auburn. That should be a lot harder of a game year two of the, of the strip club freeze era. Uh, then they're home to San Diego state. Remember San Diego state just hired Sean Lewis. I think San Diego state is going to be a much, much better team moving forward. They get uh, them early though. True. And they, is, they, uh, is a uh, Jalen iron maiden gone. I, I think he is. I think he is. And week nine <laughs> is a their good thing f- for them. <laughs> so, so the first three non-con games are week one, two, and three with UC Davis, Auburn, San Diego state. The fourth non-con game is week nine against Oregon state. Now Oregon state is replacing obviously a ton, but still they were a power five this past year. So to me, you're getting two power fives, San Diego state. It's a hard, it's a, it's, it's a challenging non-con in my opinion. And then you add in the, uh, the, so I'm going to go chronologically right now, home to UC Davis at Auburn, home to San Diego state at Florida state by week, then home to Miami, then at Pitt, then home to NC state, then home to Oregon state, then a bye week again, then at wake forest, home to Syracuse, home to Stanford and at SMU. And by the way, fail off ACC, you fucking losers. How do they give us? They don't give us Stanford Cal the final game of the season. Yeah, they give us Cal SMU. You could have done SMU Miami. You could have done SMU Notre Dame. You could have done SMU and, and just something cooler. You really shit the bed. The Big 12 really shit the bed, too. And we'll talk about them next week when we break down the Big 12 schedule. But epic failures uh, here with, with, with the, the rivalry games. But in general, I know. You know what that, that absolutely has to do with? What's that? Is uh, you know, never mind. Stanford doesn't even play Notre Dame at the end of the year this year. Stanford San, and Cal San both. Jose State. Gosh, they didn't. It's fuck so that stupid. Up. It's so stupid. <laughs> um, but I will say, like this, this schedule. It look they get at Florida State from from the the ACC like tier one that we were saying, Florida State, NC State. They're the real tier one. I know you can say maybe Miami. You know, they get Cam yeah. Ward in from Washington State. They're spending all this NIL money. Maybe Pitt's better this year, but Nick, this is my point. Is like I'm not gonna call for like a nine or ten win season from Cal, but it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. So the good thing you have is uh, is the shitty home field environment at well, Pitt at at Wake. Because like if, if you're if you're at Wazoo and at Oregon State, even if those teams aren't that great, even if they're on basically on the same level as Pitt or Wake, which Last ten years, probably. Uh, actually, Wake and Pitt might have been overall a little bit better, but the road trips, you know, because yeah. at Wazoo and at Oregon State is just so hard to win at. Yeah, at Pitt and at Wake is is not much. That's what I'm saying. Like I almost think Cal, they'll probably be favored at Wake. The um, only difference is now you travel across a freaking country, though. True. True. Is that gonna, but they also have to travel cross country. Like when Miami plays at Cal, I'm like, Oh, I think Cal's got that. You know what I mean? Like uh, when NC state plays at Cal, you feel great about NC state's chances. No. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's a close game. That's what I'm saying. Like to me, when I look at the schedule, I only see two for sure flat out losses and that's Auburn and Florida state. It's going to be interesting to see what travel, uh, how travel affects these teams, you know? And, and if, 
if the ACC team is, is smart, I don't know if it's really up to them, but like if they're playing Miami, I'm a Miami that, that schedules at noon. I mean, that game is at noon, you yeah. know, yeah. you don't want but, the game at, at 8 PM. You want it at noon, like 9 AM their time, you know? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how the travel affects. Them. I think it's a favorable schedule though. I mean, I know I said it was oh, eighth overall, hardest. It's not too bad. Like overall, it, it's not too bad. It wouldn't shock me if they go eight and four, nine and three here. I agree with you guys. I think I think they're gonna have a nice uh, opening year here, and I think this the schedule is pretty favorable. Uh, the road trip to Auburn, the only one, but they should have won that game uh, last year. Yeah, was it Jaden Jaden Ott? Yeah, uh, maybe he doesn't jump uh, fifteen feet in the air onto his head for no reason and, and fumble. Uh, yeah, and injure himself, and uh, Cal gets that win. So maybe I don't know. Cal uh, went we, we, we still have to see what Auburn year. has. Yeah. yeah, Cal went six and six last year. I mean, but that's with the I, nine I game conference schedule, man. That's another element yeah. you didn't talk about. Was the nine game conference schedule the ACC? You get eight. So At the same time, I mean, they could easily start off two and two. No, I think they will start off two and two. So the, now the schedule lightens up towards the yeah. end, but uh, I, I can see the winning eight games. I think nine might be a stretch. Yeah, I mean, at SMU seems a bit tricky to me. I I think SMU I'd favor right now. Uh, well, and but them coming up from the American, like SMU was crushing teams like Rice and Temple and Navy last year. Now we're seeing it where it was more of a grind when you're in a major conference. So. Yeah. It's yeah. yet to be determined how good SMU is going to do. It, it, this is though. So we both had it. You, Pat, do you think this is a harder schedule than Boston college? I think it's a little bit harder because the Oregon state was a P five last year. I know. I don't know what to deem them now in the pack two, but they're still a, they're still a power team to me based off of, you know, most of their roster. Yeah. Being, if you're talking yeah. about the non-conference being Duquesne, Mizzou, uh, miss uh, Michigan state and Western Kentucky versus UC Davis, Auburn, San Diego state and Oregon state. It's almost you're right. It's almost like three power fives. I don't know if San Diego State quite. Well, I, I would say Oregon State is a little bit better than Michigan State, and San Diego State is a little bit better than Western Kentucky. Yeah, and also UC Davis is way better than Duquesne. There you go. Um, but Mizzou is better than yeah. Auburn. True. Okay. True. Yeah, I would say it's slightly slightly harder for Cal than Boston College. Um, all right, let's move along to the next one here. Uh, the Clemson Tigers, who I had as the sixth hardest schedule in Cal in, in the ACC. Um, first off, shout out to Clemson non-con. I, now I think what makes this schedule so tricky is the fact the ACC dealt them a, a, a tougher hand, I think, but uh, the non-con also Georgia in Atlanta at that filthy Mercedes Benz dome. Um, and then app state the second week. Love it. I love it. I can't wait for that game. Then obviously, then the classic sec move week 13, they get the Citadel and then uh, South Carolina in the Palmetto show down there week 14, but all in all, that's a challenging non-con. Let me go game by game here. They are home to Georgia Mercedes Benz week two. They get app state in Clemson, South Carolina. Then they get a, a week three bye week early bye week, which I don't know if that's a smart idea either. I think it is After really those two to open the season. You need a breather. You know, I don't think you're going. I don't think you're going two and zero. You might go zero and two, and you don't want to go zero and three. But then they're home to NC State. Uh, then they're home to Stanford. Then at Florida State, at Wake Forest, back to back away. But at least they, they get at Wake on the second end of that. They've they haven't lost a Wake in a very long time. Then they're home to the Wahoos of Virginia, week eight. Then they get a week nine bye. Then home to Louisville, at Virginia Tech, at Pitt. Two at two back to back away 
this series. is insane for a, a major conference to yeah. do this to one of their, you know, uh-huh. yeah. Playoff hopefuls, uh, then home to the Citadel and home to South Carolina. So to me, the real thing here is if you, Georgia's kind of an away game, it's in Atlanta, 60, 40, 70, 30. I don't know what you want to deem that to be, but uh, it's kind of going to be what? Seven, eight point dogs there minimum. Yes. And and, and to More. me, like when I think about, then they have to go to Tallahassee this year at wake the very next week. Now they should get by wake, but then at Virginia tech, if they're as good as we thought, we know that environment's going to be crazy. And then at Pitt, week 12 is going to be cold as shit. Probably in Pittsburgh. That's like November 16th, 17th. Um, they, they lost the last time they went up there. I believe if memory serves me correct. So I, I think it's a very tricky schedule. And then you have the home games like NC state and Louisville, even South Carolina beat them the last time they played uh, at, at Clemson, South Carolina two years ago. So I think this is a, is a challenging schedule. I'm excited no to West see those trips. That's a, a bonus, but I think this is one of the toughest. I think this is like a top four tough. I had it at six toughest. I think, I think the real, the real difference for me is uh, I only had them at four top 40 teams, Georgia, NC state, Florida state, and Louisville. So Boston college had more than that at five. Um, also they play the least amount of road. I gave it a four and a half because that neutral yeah. site games, you know, a lot of other schools played, you know, not every school, but like Georgia tech Duke, uh, some of the other ones, Louisville, um, a lot of them played uh, six Stanford played six uh, Virginia played six Virginia tech played six. So I, that, that, I, I docked them a little bit there for, for but that. Still, you got 10 P five opponents App and state. App state. Yeah. Yeah. That's tough. It is. I would say when you consider the expectations at Clemson, that's where this starts to look like a harder schedule because it, it looks hard for them to, what do, what do you think the expectation is? The pressure is probably starting to get on Dabo. They, they want 10 wins. I'm guessing in the regular season, they want a playoff berth in the 12, 12 team playoff. Georgia's probably going to be a loss. That's essentially a road game or like you said, 60, 40 in Georgia's favor app state after a body blow by Georgia, that could be a loss there. You might start Oh, and two and be on the Fritz right off the bat. Then you got to go f- to Florida state follow that up with Wake Forest, And then you got the, uh, at Virginia tech and at Pitt back to back three losses seems pretty likely against the schedule. Unless, uh, Wake is or, uh, Clemson's oh. taking a step forward. I mean, I, again, I agree with you guys that like all things considered, there are harder schedules out there, but for Clemson to meet the yes. expectations, this is a much harder schedule than Clemson traditionally plays in my opinion. Yeah. And if you look at Clemson in the last two years, I think you should expect at least three losses. I mean, oh, they were, and they, they, were, they lost a ton too. I almost think yeah. with the, the guys they lost on the defensive side of the ball. Right. Last year they were eight and four. And so no, yeah. Eight and four in the, in the regular season. And the year before that, they were 10 and or yeah, 10 and two. Uh, but unless they can really improve that offense more so than last year, I think you, you should expect at least three losses. I think they're kind of eight and four right there, man. I mean, considering I what they lost on the defensive side of the ball, you know, I would say Georgia and to me, like even getting NC state and Louisville, now they should be Clemson should be favored in those games, but they've, they've closed the gap a little bit. You know what I mean? Like they've closed the gap yeah. a little bit. So those games are a little trickier. I guess if you look at it last year, they lost two games in overtime, the Florida state and the Miami game, they should have beat Florida state. You know, the NC state game was there for the taking and the Duke game got away from them late, but they shot themselves in the foot over and over and over in that game. 
So maybe they were a little bit better than their eight and four record. Maybe it, they didn't look it though. Like I test, they didn't look it. Yeah. At times they did. At other times they didn't. Uh, this year is probably the ultimate like proof of concept year for Dabo Swinney. And if you know, Cade Klubnick develops as a third year quarterback and they don't, and, and everyone else develops in the program that they've been developing and they don't rely on the transfer portal, but they still get 10, 11 wins. Then maybe Dabo is like pretty happy with how this year turns out. If they go eight and four again, do you think Dabo will be back or do you think he'll he, join yes. the list of coaches? He'll be back, but he'll be back. There's no way he'll be fired. Unless Not fired, he, oh, but what okay. I'm saying is, it, will he bounce? Will he just say fuck this? You know. Well, where do you see him bouncing to? I can see point. an the SEC pros? school offering a lot of money or a Big Ten school offering a lot of money. I mean, well, either way, he's yeah. not going to have more success necessarily at an SEC school than he will at Clemson. You know, given the level of competition, I think he, I, maybe he's just sick of you know the the city. He seems like he's one dude that's sick of the way college football is going right now. I know? don't know if he. I don't know if he has that much pro appeal. Yeah, that that's yeah, true. Too. That's and true. it's pretty telling that his alma mater, as far as I know, showed no interest this off season. Yeah. He's young enough that he's probably not just going to hang it up and go, uh, go be on a broadcast booth somewhere. So yeah, may, maybe he if does you, let out. me ask you this. If you go nine and three, you're not in the big 10 or sec. Can you get in? Obviously you have yes. the auto bid, well, you, you have the auto it. bid, but I'm saying, can you get in if two of the losses are out of conference? That's true. I only think one will be out of conference personally. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's going to be well, fast. You're, you're sleeping on app state again. <laughs> All right, Duke Clemson's getting in. Ask those Michigan fans uh, how they feel after sleeping on App State. Ask those Texas A&M hey fans, yo. huh? With their fucking That's lassie. Right. Um, all right, let's jump over. you fans. Oh, I mean, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, before I jump to the next team, I want to tell you that the College Football Experience is brought to you by Super Bowl Fifty Eight's prop contest, thousand dollar winner take all. What are you doing? It's free to enter. We're not even. We're not even going to bombard you with emails. We're not even asking for any of that. Pick fifty eight. Props for Super Bowl 58. Enter today. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash SB58. Once again, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash SB58. The link is in the SGPN app or sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash SB58. It's a thousand dollars. What are you doing, folks? Just enter. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's US-based and available in 40 different states. P2P social betting is a brand new way and better way to bet. Bet directly against your friends and other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes. Plus, they got a ton, social, ton of great social features that give it a feel of, you know, a, a betting social network, so to speak. Uh, and they offer lower vigs and fully customizable odds. You can create your own bets and get this cut handles the payment side of things, so you don't have to chase down old Stevie coming out of the five and dime and break his jaw. You don't got to do that. All right. Um, so what are you doing? And get this, our partners at cut are giving away $5,000 to the user who refers the most new depositors by the end of super bowl weekend. So you're going to get 5,000 smackaroos. All you have to do is invite your friends to sign up for cut via the invite friend button on your dashboard and have them deposit before Monday. The user with the most depositor referrals will get five grand in site credit automatically. Added to their account next week. So what are you doing? Head to cut.com. That's K U T T.com. Use that promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by game time. Look, buying tickets to your favorite event. Shouldn't be that stressful. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater that is near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting 
really freaking hyped for the uh, fun you'll be having at the event. So what do you do? Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use that promo code CFBX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Once you get terms apply, redeeming code CFBX for twenty dollars off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we are back on the college football experience. Let's jump on over to the Duke Blue Devils. There we go. Got to start using that other that retro logo. YouTube.com slash the college experience. Dude, that's a badass logo. Why don't, why aren't they throwing that thing on the fucking helmet more? That was that Kinda was what they weird. used in the sixties and seventies, huh? You don't like it? Not weird. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's a little much. It's 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 busy. It's like the Sun it Devil. It's, it's like clean. the East Coast version of the Arizona State Sun Devil. It's great. Yes. You know? Uh Duke, I had ranked as the seventh hardest schedule. Now I know me and Nancy Nick, I think. We're talking, he's a Duke fan. So we were talking a little Duke before the game. Manny Diaz era begins. I think I was, I, I thought their schedule was harder than his uh, or than his opinion of the schedule. But anyway, the non-con is home to Elon at Northwestern home to Yukon and at middle Tennessee state. Uh, nice non-con in a way, but there is two road games there. Uh, they also get the rivalry game against North Carolina week five, as opposed to, I feel like normally it's later in the year. Yeah. That's, that's, that's bullshit. Like that. Another fail. That should be the season ender. Yeah. All right. And if you're not, if you're going to do North Carolina and NC state, at least put it on Halloween weekend. All right. Um, so once again, week one, Elon week two at Northwestern week three, home to Jim Mora and Yukon week four at middle Tennessee week five, home to North Carolina week six, they head to Atlanta to take on the Ramblin' Rack. Week seven, they got a bye. Then they're home to Florida State, then home to SMU, then at Miami and at NC State for the bye week. And then they're home to Virginia Tech and at Wake Forest. I do think this schedule is easier than last year's schedule. Oh, come on. I mean, that's Captain Obvious. Last year, they had Clemson, Notre Dame, Florida State, Louisville, NC State, UNC. I mean, last year's schedule was brutal. This is so much easier. Maybe that's why I had it at the at the one of the easiest four. And I mean, just look at the out of conference; they can easily go four now. Well, Northwestern did win eight games last year. I mean, um, they haven't, they haven't yeah. but Duke's owned them too. True, it's but not that, that would, different yeah. of a schedule. <laughs> How is it not that different? I mean, they still have UConn. You no, said UNC. They, they don't play Notre Dame and Clemson. NC State. Okay, they or, don't play Notre Dame. or play. Louisville, the other yeah. team that made the ACC championship game. They also Florida get State, Florida State Miami. in Durham as opposed to being in Tallahassee. Right. Um, this is so much easier than last year. All right. Let's go top to bottom. Last year. I mean, the, the, the toughest games in conference were uh, at Florida State. It was obviously the hardest. At Louisville, probably number two. Then uh, home the, to Clemson. No, probably number two. Those are, those are the top two teams that play for the ACC championship, right? Okay. Yes. And certainly number two. Okay. Um, don't want to offend Colby and his love for uh, a fucking Louisville here, but either way you got at Miami this year at NC state, you got Florida state. Who's probably going to beat them either way, uh, whether it's home or away, you got North Carolina still on the schedule. And then in the non-conference, you still have Yukon. You got a, you got Virginia tech on the schedule. Granted the fact that that's in Durham makes that a winnable game. Um, maybe a little easier. I don't think it's like really night and day. There's no Clemson oh or Notre Dame. The yeah, Notre Louisville. Dame thing. The Notre Dame yeah. thing does right. Clemson, Notre Dame, I or mean, Louisville. Like to me, and, at Miami, I would much rather play at an empty stadium than at Louisville. Then, look, yeah, I'm not oh, so of course. On, you, uh, you might tell me there's five road games or six road games. Six road games. The only yeah. tough one, the only tough one is NC State. L- Louisville had a great year last year, and 
Look, uh, obviously, uh, Brom getting Purdue to the uh, Big Ten championship in his last year there, amazing accomplishment, and taking what uh, an eight win Louisville team the pr- previous year and and putting him in the ACC championship reflects really well on Brom and suggests that he's going to do r- really well moving forward. But forgive me if I'm not sold on Louisville as a program that's going to dominate the ACC moving forward. Just well, I don't yet. know about dominate, yeah. but at the same time, like, I don't think you can, I mean, you, you were, you, you were a skeptic a year ago and I said, they're going to play for the ACC championship. They played for the ACC championship. They lost I was. their schedule yeah. was fucking, you know, easy but they shit. Also, I don't know. But, but dude, they also, they, their schedule, they played 11 power fives. Now it was still a favorable schedule with 11 power fives. Um, hey, we're, hey, we're talking about Duke here. All right. <laughs> that's, no, that's no, but, but, but I believe like, I believe like You'd, it'd be foolish to not think he's doing a great job. Oh, he's doing a great yeah. job. I'm just not sure that like that's a harder game than, than Miami at Miami next year. At Louisville is always tougher than that. Miami. Yeah, my Miami. There's no there's crowd. A crowd in yeah. Louisville. No, Miami is mean, a much more talented team, and they're hopefully build. I mean, they just have what the number five recruiting class. At some point, Miami no. has to stop being the fucking sole anomaly in terms of recruiting rankings. Producing Louisville has been better than Miami for a lot of the past decade. Yeah, it's a slightly more challenging game in my mind to 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 play. Just the fact they have fans show up, just it's it's like Nick's argument with Oregon State compared to Boston College. You know, like going to play Oregon State when you're Cal or Stanford, it's trickier because it's harder to win when when you have fans, you know, rip roaring, you know, in your face the whole game. Miami. They lose at home all the time to shitty teams because that's no right. one fucking no one goes to the games. Let's bring this back into Duke's schedule comparing last two years. This year's schedule is easier because of three reasons. Basically, the Notre Dame game is now Middle Tennessee. The at Louisville game is now at Miami, and the Clemson game is now SMU. So if you're not telling me that's easier, then I don't know what you're looking at. Uh, uh yeah, I mean a little bit easier. Okay, and the a and lot the easier. Florida State games at home too. Yeah, and so, I, I mean, okay. and I guess I kind of like it. If you're going to get Florida State, uh, I think last year they opened up with Clemson. I, knowing they have a brand new head coach, yeah. at least it's at least their hardest opponents by week eight. You know. Uh, yeah, I yeah, know. I think that After beginning of Duke's After schedule. Yeah, yeah. I think Manny Diaz might look like the fucking goat coming out the gates, but. The back end of that schedule is pretty tough. I mean, after that, by yeah. Florida State, SMU, Miami, NC State, Virginia Tech, and Wake—three of those on the road. This could be like this six and zero, oh, uh, six and six. Uh, Syracuse, finish. Syracuse uh, I team, six and zero. Oh. I think Duke might go four and two in the in the first six. Maybe win one of those home games. You're five and three. Win one of the road games. You're six four, and then seven and five, eight and four. One of those. One of those see, two see, but you had it ranked where Nick as your easiest. I had it at 14th, which is crazy. Cause we're, we're way different here. So I had it at seventh and the logic for, for me was they, a, they have six away games, which is the most that anyone plays in the conference. Like they, they tie but, with a couple but, other teams, but easy, huh? But easy away game. True. Not Northwestern is not is lit. The same. Middle Tennessee, Johnny Red Floyd stadium. Great name. It's not lit. At Georgia Tech, maybe a little bit. Uh, at Miami, not lit. At NC State, lit. At Wake, no. So they do have favorable road games, but they also have, to me, the most out of all the teams we've done thus far, they play the most top forty teams. Uh, NC State, Miami, SMU, Florida State, North Carolina, and Northwestern. 
if we're if we're basing it off last year, Northwestern was an eight win team, so you got to say they're top yeah. forty. I'd say I'd say almost all those are winnable, other than maybe Florida State at home. I mean, maybe at NC, NC State isn't, but I mean they beat NC State last year. Yeah, but I'm just saying they play more of those good teams than the other yeah. the other teams we talked about. Yeah. Okay. Schedule aside, do you what, with Manny Diaz at the helm, what do you expect the results to be against this schedule? I think there's a lot of opportunity here. I mean, the, the ACC is fascinating to me because you have so much quarterback turnover. You have Grayson yeah. McCall now at NC State. Miami's got Cam Ward. North Carolina's going to Max Launcher Johnson. Uh, SMU, I got no idea what to expect. Virginia Tech, I understand Virginia Tech capped off a winning season by beating Tulane with 30 players out. I'm not ready to say Virginia Tech's a good team, right? Uh, Wake Forest, they bring in Bachmeyer. Virginia Tech throttled the shit out of UVA too, and UVA played pretty well and, down this. And year. they bring back pretty much everybody. That's like that's one the team thing. That has the eleven continuity. starters back that I'll buy into, but I don't. I just don't know that they're any good. To me, they're they're when I think of Virginia Tech this next year. Now we'll get to them because I do think the schedule breaks well for them. But if it wasn't for the schedule breaking well to them. I would say they're going to be six and six, seven and five at, at, at their ceiling. Um, I do think Duke can be, I think Duke can go seven and five here. And I think that'd be a, a pretty good first year. Yeah. Pat, you that think, you, you I, think I agree. realistically, what do you think they'll go? I Malik? think that sounds right. Yeah. Elon at Northwestern. I think that that becomes a, a more of a 50, 50 game, but at, at UConn at home, uh, middle, middle Tennessee, the non-conference, I think they probably manage three and one or four and oh, uh, North Carolina and Georgia tech. I bet they split maybe. Um, and then uh, they get one of the last five or six, maybe two of those. I say six and six or seven and five for Duke next year. Yeah. That would be a good first year. I mean, Agreed. what do you want? Yeah. All right. Let's hop on over and talk about the Florida state Seminoles. Um, first off, I had this as the 10th easiest schedule or the 10th hardest schedule, whatever you want to say. Um, I thought they got some nice little breaks in there. Um, a playing Georgia tech in Dublin, Ireland in week zero, because what that does. So the non-con first off is decent. The non-con is home to Memphis week three uh, at Notre Dame week 11 doing the sec route with Charleston Southern coming into uh, Tallahassee week 13. Hopefully DJU doesn't get out for the season. Um, and then uh, home to the Florida Gators on week 14. So, I mean, you're getting two power decent. fives. Decent. What? what do you mean? You got Notre Dame, Florida and Memphis on the yeah. conference schedule. That's what, that's, I meant that's that. In a, I meant, than, I meant decent in a good decent. way. I meant decent okay, in a good okay. way. I, I, yeah. I'd say, I'd say, I'd say it's tougher than decent, a lot tougher than decent, but is it, is it harder than last year's? Well, what was their conference uh, schedule last year? It was Florida LSU, and LSU, LSU at Florida. LSU in Orlando. Uh, who was the North Alabama and Southern Miss? Uh, yeah, Memphis is definitely better than Southern Miss, but they get tougher. Florida and Tallahassee this year. Yeah, but they're at Notre Dame. True road game. That is true. Eh, it's washed maybe. Um, but how about this? This is they have three bye weeks. So week zero, Georgia Tech in Dublin, Ireland. Then week one after uh, on, on Labor Day. Boston College in Tallahassee, then a bye week, week two, then week three, they are home to Memphis, week four, home to Cal. This is the tricky part for me right here, this two game stretch here. 
at SMU the week before they host Clemson. That's another reason why I think this year's schedule is easier too. They were at Clemson last year. They are home yeah. to Clemson this year. They're going to be six and zero. I'll say it. I'll bet the fucking house on that. They'll be six. They lost a lot though, man. I can see that SMU game yeah, being I mean, sneaky. The SMU the game. DJU. DJU. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, but um, but they lost a lot on the <laughs> defensive side of the ball. I think DJU that's, is a guy that he's the guy that we were running out of Clemson. He did and good did in, he, in 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 Corvallis, though. I thought he played well. Solid. Now now solid. they brought in like five or six Bama transfers after Saban retired. Well, Mi- they've been crushing the yeah. transfer portal for years now, so you might be right. They might be six and zero, but I, I'm gonna say they dropped one of those games. I mean, Clemson should have beat them last year. Yeah, but this one's in Tallahassee, like. I want to say the Joplin and they're five and one. Okay. Then they got a bye week week seven, their second bye week. And then they're at Duke and at Miami two empty ass cities, but they actually, that, that Miami game actually pa- pa- does decently well considering that's yeah. yeah. Then they're home to North. This is a tough four game stretch to me at Duke at Miami home that's to North Carolina at Notre Dame. Four they're going to lose one there. They're going to lose one. There. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but if they're ten and two, then uh, they're looking in pretty good shape here. I think they're probably going to be ten and two, maybe nine and three, nine and three or ten and two. But still, to me, they only have four away games, which is why I I couldn't. As much as the non-con was challenging, I don't think it's that daunt. Like Notre Dame is your tough road environment. SMU is kind of an empty stadium. Maybe maybe more show up because they're in a power conference. If Florida State comes to town, I think that place will be rocking. Okay, well maybe that I changes things, but also, but I'm saying based on last year, SMU was an empty stadium. Yeah, Duke isn't known as a toxic environment, but it's getting been getting better. And then at Miami, rivalry game. Yeah, it's still the the fact they play. A lot of other ACC teams play six away games. They have yeah. four. They might squeak out of that four game stretch uh, at Duke at Miami hosting North Carolina and that Notre Dame with just one loss. That would be impressive. I do think there's probably two in there unless Florida state is a much better team again, than we think that we're going to be, we, I mean, we, we, we anticipate some losses. We, we, we think they're going to have a step back, right? But I don't think it's that challenging of a schedule. I think last year's schedule was harder personally because you had to go yeah. to the swamp. You had to go to the swamp. You had LSU and, and at Clemson, at and Clemson, at Clemson. At like this one. I'm like, yeah, they could get through all that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they, I think it's a, I think it's a little bit easier than, than last year, but not, it's pretty comparable. I'd say, but the team isn't as good as last year. Most likely that's so definitely fair. Still, um, if, 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 if uh, he's really building it and they're, they're comparable at all to the team they were last year, 10 and two, I feel like is probably around the floor, maybe nine and three, but 10 and two. And does that get them in the playoff? Probably. I mean, that first off, that sympathy play the from last year. Game. Yes. Yeah. So I think that they're your, your odds on favor to win the ACC. Fair. I got Move a couple, along. I got a couple, I got a couple that we'll talk about as we get into this, but uh, yeah, look, before we get to the next day, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by hall of fame bets win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with hall of fame bets, uh, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props and game lines, research, every NFL, NBA and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Stop betting in the dark. Enjoyed over 30,000 users researching with hall of fame bets to craft more intelligent data driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use that promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, let's jump over and talk about the Ramblin' Wreck. 
I thought this was by far the hardest schedule. Now, Nick, I know you yeah. had Clemson as your hardest. I thought this was an easy, easy, hardest schedule in college football or in the ACC regarding college football. Um, to me, the logic here is if you compare it to like, first off the fact they have to go to Dublin, Ireland to take on Florida state <laughs> and you lose a home game. Uh, you they also get robbed of the- they get robbed of the home game. There. Well, they also get robbed of the other home game against Notre Dame because they're playing that at Mercedes Benz stadium. We mm. saw Louisville pack that place last year and have more fans in Georgia tech because that's a gigantic fucking stadium. Notre Dame fans yeah, will make that trip. Robbed. I mean, that's, that's an out of conference game. So it's, I don't think it's necessarily getting robbed, but it's not still, at home. still it's it, to me, it makes it well. And then you, they play in, in Athens between the hedges, the non-con is Georgia state in Atlanta where they're located. So Georgia state, yes, they're playing at, at Bobby Dodd, but who cares? They're still in Atlanta home to VMI. Who's a, who's an average to bat, you know, slightly bad FCS right now. Danny Rocco's in year two though. Uh, and then Notre Dame and Georgia. That's a, that's a brutal non-con man. You're right. This is tougher. This is tougher than Clemson or Florida state. And I then agree. when you consider what they got, look at this, look at this uh, in conference. So I'll, I'll go chronologically right now. Their whole season week zero, Florida state uh, in Dublin, Ireland week two. And this is on a short, like Florida state. They gave until Monday. They're coming back from Ireland, which I don't know. I mean, Nick, we went to Ireland a couple of years ago. It took me a few days <laughs> to get back on track. After coming uh, yeah. back from Ireland, right? True, especially against then you got Georgia State there. You know, Georgia, Georgia State, State would they win like eight games last year? I and they want to beat slightly different Georgia travel State. plans than you, Colby. <laughs> Still, I don't care. Still, like, a little tough, and, and they give Georgia Florida State, State think, eight days. I think I they think Darren Granger's gone though. You know, so maybe it's a good time to catch Georgia State. But no, I agree. It's a little tricky there. And then they're at Syracuse week two. See, Florida State had that bye week there. Then week three, they're home to VMI. Week four at Louisville. So they are going straight. Their bye week ain't until week 10, and they're playing a game in Europe. You know what I mean? Uh, So week four at Louisville. Week five, home to Duke. Week six, in Chapel Hill against North Carolina. Week seven, the quote unquote neutral against Notre Dame, even though it's in Atlanta. And then week nine, they are at. Virginia tech. Then they get a bye week home to Miami. Then another bye week, two bye weeks in three weeks. This is fucking stupid. Then week 13 home to NC state week 14 at Georgia. Here's the problem. I know they got Syracuse week three and you want Syracuse, but you also want Virginia. You also want Boston college. You also want, you know, wake forest. They don't get any of those. And if you're getting Virginia tech, you want them at home. Dude, the they, road games are really tough, and the and the schedule, the bye weeks are clunky as hell. Like, yeah, why would you have a bye, play one game, and go on a bye again? You ready for this? It's a weird, it's a weird schedule. You ready for this? VMI, their FCS is the only team that didn't go bowling last year. Every single team went bowling last year. This is tough. This is tough. Every single FBS team was a bowl team a year ago. That is the hardest schedule in the ACC. I agree. No, you're right, dude. The last six. At North Carolina, Notre Dame, at Virginia Tech, Miami, NC State, at Georgia Tech, they'll probably go zero and six in that stretch. Yeah, maybe you get one. They maybe seem to one. fuck up North Carolina for some reason. But they do. yes, um, <laughs> even in Chapel Hill, 
I think they've had good, a good track record of doing it, but you're, I see your point, your point, your point oh, holds yeah. water. All right. Brent was what? Uh, what did he do last year? Sorry, go ahead. What was Brent Key last year? There was they went to a bowl, a six and six. I don't. Did they win the bowl? I think they did against UCF. Yeah, expect yeah. a step back. But what were you going to say, Nick? Uh, what was he going to say? They don't play any of the new uh, the new opponents. What the hell? The Georgia Tech must have got. They must have not got the memo that there's three new teams in the conference. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, dude. That, let's be honest. That is that's a hard schedule, man. That's a hard. Richie schedule. Rich in the chat says they'll beat Miami. They did last year. I, I agree at home. I, I want to say they've won three of five against Miami. So, I mean, yeah, they might. I mean, yeah. they, they looked better last year. They looked at times really actually pretty fucking good. I think he, I, I, I believe Haynes King is back again and uh, he showed a lot of promise. Yeah. And that freshman wideout they had, that was a stud. Uh, M- McCollum. Was that his? No, uh, no, not Nate McCollum. No. That was uh, uh, Eric Singleton. Was it Singleton? Eric Singleton. Yeah. yeah Eric yeah. Singleton. Right. Yeah. Um, Either way, this schedule is ridiculous and uh, good. Good luck. I think uh, you know. Sometimes you know some of these athletic figures. I don't think they know that they're going that hard. You know, they were like right. a whole bowl on a ham sandwich. They were going hard. Um, <laughs> all right, folks, let's uh, hop over. Let's do one more. One more. The Louisville Cardinals. I'll be honest. When I saw Louisville's schedule last year, and I had them in the ACC championship. I thought they would get loaded with a terrible schedule this year. I did have, this as the fourth hardest schedule, but I also think I thought it would be a little worse. If that makes sense. It still has its challenges. It still has its challenges. I disagree that this is a super tough schedule. Well, to me, a little bit of a cakewalk. Well, to me, the the, the thing is they play six road games. When you get eight, no, when you get six road games, uh, that to me is a difference maker. They also have a lot of like, to me, when you get Notre Dame, SMU, Miami, Clemson, and, and Kentucky, and a lot of those on the road, that's your challenge. I just think if, if they can sneak an upset at Notre Dame and we can go one through one, they can, if, if they can get an upset at Notre Dame, this early start of their schedule, it could be really nice. True. And I think they're going to need to do that. So their schedule, their non-con is Austin P Jacksonville state with rich rod week two. Uh, at and Notre Dame, come on! At Notre Dame, and then at Kentucky is their non-con. Chronologically, so their non-con to me is still it's like it was last year. Notre Dame and Kentucky, both on the road. I mean, it's tough. Yeah, it's two and two. They're not winning either of those. That's they could be Kentucky. Possible. They should have beat Kentucky last year. They should yeah. have. They did beat they Notre. Beat they whooped Notre Dame's enough. ass last yeah, year. They, they did. Yeah, maybe you're yeah. right. I mean, Holy yeah. shit. Forgot about I th- that. I might, I might say one and one in those two road games. Yeah, I'm gonna say three and one in the knockout. The, Even with both the Jacksonville the State game could be a little sneaky. Mm, I think is Zion Webb finally graduated. <laughs> who knows? College football. Who knows? Maybe he gets an eight, maybe he gets an 18th year. Uh, so let's go chronologically. Home to Austin P. Home to Jacksonville State. Bye week. Then home to Georgia Tech. Then at Notre Dame. Then home to SMU, which is a fun one. That's a fun one. They should probably do at the end of the. Year. I just feel like both. That is a fun one. Both are. I, I didn't think about that matchup as kind of scumbag like scumbag program. programs yeah. that will do whatever it takes to win. Then at Virginia, then home to Miami, then at Boston College, at Clemson, bye week at Stanford, then home to Pitt and at Kentucky. And to me, the big thing was six six away games. And to me, the big ones are your top forty teams: Notre Dame, Clemson. Kentucky three 
of those ones, the other top 40 that I had was SMU and Miami. Three of them are on the road. And to me, I'd, I'd rather have the Miami game on the road or the SMU game on the road. All three are lit environments. Notre Dame, Clemson, and Kentucky will be packed. That's just kind of funny that the last half of the year, they have one home game. Yeah, no, the back end of that schedule is fucking brutal for their last five. I kind of have my doubts that they will be in the, uh, in, in the, the, in the ACC championship this year, just because I think the schedule is a little tricky. Is it that tough? I mean, throw out, I mean, look, if we're talking about the ACC championship game, then who cares about Notre Dame and at Kentucky? That's true. And you got that is one hundred percent. They're going to lose Georgia at Clemson, Tech, SMU at Virginia, Miami, BC. They should be five and zero in conference. You drop the one at Clemson, you're five and one. If you take your business against Pitt at home, you're six and one. And I think the Stanford they game be, they could, be, could be a little tricky, tough. but yeah, it's tough. Sure, I mean, but you could be seven and one. You're in right. Conference you're right. You're what I I retract my statement. They're going to the ACC championship. Jeff Brown, best coach ever. No, you're <laughs> yeah, really yeah, yeah. right. You're I really mean, right. Kobe Dan, the the entire entirety of the the off season and during the season, UVA doesn't worry me. You can you can overlook UVA. Yada yada yada. Lo and behold, they were down by seven with what, like three minutes left in that game. Managed to come back and win by seven, if I'm not mistaken. Now you got to go to Charlottesville. Can't overlook that game. Come on, but you got to be honest. They want that game on the schedule. Every school in the ACC says, please give us Virginia. Yes, of course. But uh, the fact that it's in a road spot and they were barely able to beat them at home in their best fucking season in the last decade last year, maybe it's a little tougher. Maybe it's not, maybe it's not a game you just brush over. No, I brush it. I, th- I think this lines up pretty nicely, actually. I'm just not sold on Louisville yet. I think but you're right, though. They're yes, going to. They need Tyler Shuck to stay healthy, though. Yeah, I like a uh, team cat whisperer in the chat saying the Jill Hamilton versus Woody Dantzler games were classics. Hell yeah! Um, yeah, they were. All right, folks. Look, this is side A. If you're watching, on, if if, if you're watching on on YouTube, stick around. We got side B, or just stay put. You're gonna be you're gonna be fine, but if you're on the audio side, make sure to check out side B for the rest of the ACC 2024 conference preview on the college football experience. So until then, you better start thinking about yours. And we out of here.